The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today's guest is Ray Watson, and he is a CEO, business leader, coach. Uh, Ray, thanks for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, full disclosure, Ray is also my CEO coach, so whatever that makes people feel. But I, I'm very thankful for the leadership you provide me and so many CEOs uh, that you work with. And so my first question is, is that you must have an interesting perspective because you're working with CEOs in all kinds of businesses. And from that position, what are your views on the economy today? Well, I think, as they say, in um, uh, as far as politics are local, right. that I think economies are local, too, although we're obviously affected by uh, both national and global issues. So I have the opportunity to deal with about 55 business owners, CEOs within Central Florida. So my perspective is Central Florida. And obviously, we're, we're blessed to live in a state and a region uh, that is doing well economically. So I get feedback from the folks that I deal with, and I can break them down into some categories because some categories are doing much better than others. The one that's really robust is obviously construction, uh, and we see that across the board. Now, home building uh, took a little bit of a hit early or late last year when the interest rates were going up and people paused. That also affected mortgage lenders. So, uh, but now that has re rebounded. Uh, we're seeing significant home building. Uh, we're seeing multifamily building and we're seeing com uh, commercial construction. So across the board, construction is doing well. We're seeing theme parks. Obviously, tourism is a great economic driver for our area and theme parks are now planning and we see a lot of backlog with construction organizations that deal with construction in the theme parks. Um, Retail uh, is good, but has headwinds. Uh, what we're seeing, I think, is that the economy, given the inflation that we've seen, that people are having trouble with their disposable income. Mm. In other words, where they've been buying retail items after they have met their housing, grocery, medical, etc., cetera, uh, we're now seeing a greater portion of their disposable income being consumed with necessities. Consequently, there's, there's segments in the retail market that are being challenged. Uh, real estate, as you know, uh, has been an interesting one um, because of the tightness of credit, uh, interest rates, and that has slowed that piece of the business down. Uh, technology uh, is, mm. is doing great. Uh, particularly on the Space Coast. I have some companies on the Space Coast that are really accelerating. Uh, this is due to the need for cybersecurity. Uh, and obviously, AI is really coming on strong and creating other opportunities. Uh, IT service providers, again, that you're outsourcing your IT requirements to uh, organizations that can stay on top of cybersecurity, et cetera. Um, Financial services, uh, as we know, banks uh, are tightening credit uh, and interest rates are higher. So one of their major 
uh, balance sheet items is loans. Loans are not where they used to be, but they are receiving uh, greater returns on their invested capital. Um, the, what are some of the headwinds? The headwinds to the economy are availability of competent employees. Mm. Uh, this is a, particularly in the tech set, sector. We see a challenge in the, you have this rising need for more salary. Right. And we have companies like Harris and, and, uh, and others like that that are hiring engineers, technical people, even out of college, and paying them pretty significant wages, which is hurting the small business. Even though the Space Coast, because of the commercialization of the space program, has significantly increased in opportunities, the challenge of hiring competent employees because of the price pressure, the uh, salary pressure, benefits, that sort of thing, is becoming difficult. Um, mm. But across the board, uh, I think hiring, finding and hiring and retaining good quality people is the challenge that I see across the board. And obviously that affects productivity, product and profitability of companies if they're not able to onboard uh, quality, uh, high performing people. Gotcha. Anything else you can think of as like that uh, you think uh, CEOs need to be thinking about in sort of today's world and things coming up? Well, the biggest thing is we know cycles happen and we've been in a somewhat of a down cycle, but now it's rather robust. And so mm -hmm. the economy uh, is always going to go through cycles. I know I had an experience. I owned a construction company on the 06, 07, 08 recession. And that uh, was a challenge for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice to CEOs right now is to run your companies conservatively, maintain dry powder, uh, make sure that you're not overextending yourself. Uh, I heard a quote once that said, success breeds overhead. Hmm. And as companies do well, they have a tendency to expand, uh, whether it's uh, office space, whether it's hiring more people than necessary to do the job, those sort of things. So I would say be very prudent. Uh, hmm. Look for the long term. Invest, uh, but don't uh, overinvest. Uh, make sure that you've got a conservative approach to how you're growing your business and stay focused uh, on those, uh, the market strategies that you've defined and do it in a logical, methodical basis. When you, you're working with 55 CEOs, and that's, that's obviously, it's a big number, it's an impressive number. Is there anything else right now that you're seeing consistently as like a challenge that they're talking about that keeps coming up in a pattern or an opportunity that keeps coming up in a pattern that you're seeing from your perspective? Well, again, it goes back to people. Yeah. The biggest challenge, as I see, is dealing with people, not only in the hiring, and re but more so in the retention area and addressing issues that arise with employees. And that means that do you have the right people in the right seat in the organization? The right people means that you're dealing with people that believe what you believe in your core values and then putting them in a position that they can excel versus trying to put them well outside their comfort zone. If you try to put a hard charging sales type person into an administrative role and vice versa, it just doesn't work. Right. So probably one of the biggest issues that come up in our discussions and our CEO groups 
has to deal with addressing challenges offered by employees. And CEOs typically take longer to make personal actions than they should take. And once they do them, they see that, why didn't I do it sooner? I had a friend of mine that's a pastor, and he said that he was talking to another pastor, and, and they would joke back and forth and say, being in ministry is great, except working with the people. I just thought that was kind of funny because it's like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, all it it's, it's all working with the people, right? But that's the same thing in uh, in dealing with the CEO groups and what's going on. Um, Ray, I want to take um, a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to just the question I'm going to ask you is like, what are the traits uh, that you think successful CEOs need to have? And so it's interesting because obviously you you've been a CEO yourself, you've had a long career, and then you have this perspective of working with all these CEOs. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and come back and. Hopefully you can answer all my questions. All okay, right. thank you. All right, we'll be a quick break. We'll take them right back in a minute with Ray Watson, CEO coach here at the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. And we're back here. This is John Crossman with uh, my friend and my coach, Ray Watson, CEO coach. Ray, you're talking about, you know, your career being a CEO leader, and then you have these 55 different CEOs you work with. And, you know, my big question for you is like, tell me, tell me the traits of successful CEOs. I think a lot of times people have perspective of what makes a great CEO, but I'm really looking for you to get like in the detail. What are the things that jump out to you? Like, this is what they have to have to make it work. What are your thoughts? Well, I think the number one and overriding trait of a CEO is trust. Hmm. It's the building block of everything else. As a leader, you want people to trust you and you want them to respect you. So there's several things you can do to accomplish that. But if you don't believe in the trust factor, meaning that they trust you and you trust them, that's true of any relationship. If trust is broken, then it's hard to repair that. And so as a CEO, you are the leader. You are the inspirational person that the organization is looking to for quality leadership. And if they don't trust you, then everything else is off the table. In addition to that, then there are some basic things that not everybody has every one of them, but they contribute to the success of a CEO. Now, everybody has their own personality, which sometimes we forget about. People 
have in their DNA the way their personality is, the way they behave. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, a hard-charging uh, type of out-there leader or far more collaborative. Both personalities or behavior drivers can work. But there are some basic tenets that a leader, once they establish trust and respect, uh, can help them uh, be more effective in their job. Obviously, strong communication skills. You are the one that is selling the vision, that is telling the organization what we need to do to get to where we want to go. So a clear vision, a, a, a guiding light, if you will, that the organization is going to follow. Decisiveness. Sometimes we wait too long to make a decision. Sometimes we just overreact to it or overthink it. So you must learn to be a decision. And remember, even if you're collaborating with your organization, uh, you cannot manage through consensus. So the leader, once establishing trust and respect, has to make decisions, and then the rest of the team has to follow them, even though there may be not 100% agreement. But if they trust you, they're going to agree and follow you based on the decisions you're making. Um, Emotional intelligence. A CEO is always on stage. If he or she walks into the office in the morning and has a down face, it permeates the whole organization. So I think that emotionalism and how you deal with things, uh, be be a steady hand on the wheel. Don't react emotionally uh, to situations that uh, just can cause disruption. You have to be adaptable. The organizations, organizations today are facing um, unbelievable change. We hear now today the driving force and a lot of things is artificial intelligence. Uh, and it could very be very disruptive. But the CEO has to learn how to take that and adapt it, both the positive and negatives to their organization, and be resilient and be able to accommodate these changes that are coming at you. Obviously, integrity and ethics is very important. Uh, Again, I go back again to the building block of trust. And if you're not ethical, if your integrity is in question, you're not going to have that trust. Um, And you have to be empowering of your team. You're a leader of a team. And then those people on your leadership team have to follow suit to be leaders of their individual teams within the organization. And so once you are able to uh, establish that trust and respect, build that throughout the organization. Remember, most people leave an organization not because of the company, but because who they're working for. And so from a day-to-day standpoint, that that leadership, the top leadership, uh, has to drive that vision, that mission, the core values that's been established throughout the organization. You gotta, you gotta live what you're talking and it can't just be a plaque on a wall. Right. So those are the primary traits. We could come up with a whole bunch of other of a list, I think, but those are the ones that I've found, uh, that if people embody those starting with trust, I keep emphasizing that is that you can be an effective leader that people respect and they'll follow you 
and believe what you believe to accomplish the mutual goals and objectives of the organization. Well, um, thank you for sharing that. I want to I want to pull the thread a little bit on on trust. You know, so I feel like most of my life I, I'm I always want to see myself as a trustworthy person. I'll tell you a story. Um, my dad had a friend that owned a movie theater in Melbourne, Florida, um, and he said that he had a test he would do with uh, potential employees where he would have them clean a theater and he'd leave a wallet in the theater and leave like five bucks in it. And he said all the time people would turn in the wallet and the five bucks was always missing. And I used to, when I heard that story from my dad, I'm like, I can't, I want to go there. I want to interview because I want to turn that wallet in with the five bucks. Like you can trust me. Right. Um, I've been, uh, I walk my dog in my neighborhood, um, all the time and three different times we found wallets in my neighborhood and I've always like found the person and turned them in. So I see myself as trustworthy. When I started working with you as a leader, I had to realize and come to grips with, I was not as trustworthy as I saw myself. And here's the difference is, well, you can trust me financially. And I got that. I was not trustworthy because I didn't always listen well. Sometimes people were telling me something and I was, I was hearing it, but I wasn't listening or however that expression works. And, and then I wasn't following up. I wasn't asking the deeper question. And so I had to learn how to build trust and how you taught me how to build trust was through healthy confrontation. And you talk about personality, you know, I've had to learn this, but like in my household of origin, we communicated well as a family, but we did confrontation terribly. We didn't confront things. And when we did, it was explosive. So I think as an adult, I just kind of avoided it. Right. So I had to learn to be confrontational so I could learn to build trust so that I could be a better leader. That, that's a lot. I mean, all that sounded, it, was, it seemed simple, but living through that was very hard. So do you see those kind of, is, did I get that right? As far as I uh, No, I think you got it uh, spot on. I mean, again, I think the term is, you know, you have to be respectfully c- confrontational Correct. when the occasion arises. Uh, I mean, I think we, if we feel we are trustworthy people, although we're, there could be some improvement, uh, as you just described, I think we're, we, t- we tend to go into a relationship trusting that person. But once the trust is broken, uh, that becomes a problem, and it's hard to rebuild that. Uh, you gave an example. I had a, a friend uh, when I had my uh, business in Texas, and um, he lived in Waco. When he was coming back from Waco, he just bought a brand-new Cadillac. And he came across a car that was disabled on the side of the road. And it was a guy with a family as, as he related it to me. So he stopped and, um, and the, you know, they were kind of in distress. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, here's the keys to my car. So you go ahead and do what you want. My brother lives down the road. I'll give him a call. He can take me back to Dallas and just bring me the car when you're done. Wow. That is trust. Right. And that's how that gentleman lived his life. And he was very successful and respectful as a result of that. Wow. That is awesome. Ray, um, thank you so much uh, for all you've done for me and for you've done for so many uh, of the leaders you work with. Um, just as we wrap up, uh, I just want to make the point that all great athletes have coaches, even if they're late in their career. I think all great CEOs have mentors and coaches. I think that's just a healthy thing to do. So whether someone hears this and they want to reach out to you and get involved in what you're doing or there's some other coach they want to go work with, I just want to affirm that uh, receiving coaching is a very smart, responsible thing for all CEOs to do. Um, so with that, Ray Watson, thanks for being on the show and thanks for being a leader in the community. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. 
This is uh, the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with the final word. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We're back here at the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition. And Mike, how fascinating was Ray Watson? I mean, this was really great. He is a very wise person, and I love those bullet points that he gave. That was amazing. You can't believe he just did that right off the top of his head. I know it. It's crazy. Well, he he, he, had, he had some notes, but but still, <laughs> it was right there, right there. Yeah, and, uh, you he, can tell it's out oh, of his heart. Listen, and he knows that he knows that material. And and in one way, it seems simple, but you know, you could pull the thread on all of them and how they're harder. And like that's why I shared my own story. Is like, yeah, I always saw myself as a trustworthy guy, but the but the learning confrontation and that seems sort of conflicting. Yeah. Like having to learn to be confrontational to learn how to be trustworthy, but that was just a lesson I learned. Like another one that just jumped out at me was empowerment. And you know, sometimes people who are good leaders are controlling, and they don't want to empower because they don't want to lose control. But it's a way to help you grow, and it's actually a way to like take some of the burden off yourself. You know, like when you're mm-hmm. empowering leaders and giving them a charge to go do things. So true. Yeah. And you know, that whole thing of uh, having somebody over you or with you, not that they're just like your boss, but a coach that you mentioned, like a pro athlete would have, I think a Michael Jordan at the end of his career, Mm -hmm. he still had a very active relationship with his coach Yeah, and he listened to it. And I think that that empowers that, that person, even at that stage of his life to go on and do things he wouldn't do otherwise. I think the other thing that really jumped out, it really hit me was when you talking about how like you're always on as a CEO and you know, if I'm having a rough you know, personal time, if I get bad health news from a family member or something like that, and my on way to work, you know, I need to play some music in the car and get my head in the right space and, and bring in positive energy and then, you know, deal with that another time. Because if I come in and I'm down, you know, employees might think, Oh my gosh, there's something bad happening in business, yeah. you know? And, um, we had a stressful thing in the company happened recently and, and, uh, I wasn't sure how to share it. I didn't have all the information. And so I thought to myself, I'm just going to calmly just tell the truth. Just say, Hey guys, we have this situation come up and I don't know how this is going to work out here. Here, here it is. And it was really cool because we were just kind of like work it out and process it as a group. That was good. The other side I will tell you is that there are times where I've had something very stressful happen and I'm feeling high emotion. And what I'll do is I'll call Ray. And I was just like be in the parking lot. And I'm like, Ray, can I just talk for a second? And I just, bleh, I kind of like get it out. And then he, I mean, he, he listens to me and then he helps give me perspective. And then I'm able to go back and balance it out. And so whether that's me talking to Ray or, you know, you, you talking to me or <laughs> right. in your life, sometimes what we need is to just to have a healthy perspective, deal with it. We don't want to just completely shove it down and not deal with it. We want to get it out, but then we want to get out at the right person, the right time with the right discernment. And I felt like that was a lot of what was coming out of him as well. It was great, really great. And, you know, you think about, I don't think a lot of people do think about the fact that leaders of companies, CEOs, as it were, 
uh, they have somebody and they can have somebody yeah. that helps them. Like who helps the leaders? That's a, that's an important aspect. Well, and I thought it was crazy when, when Ray first asked me to be in the CEO group, I was like, gosh, what is this? And then you get in the group and you know what you learn, Mike, being around a dozen other CEOs, we all have the exact same problems. Yeah. Like you think to yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with this terrible personnel issue. No one will understand. And then you, you share it and everyone in the room's like, yeah, I dealt with that Tuesday, right? Like everyone's dealing with the same mm-hmm. problems. And so it becomes a real relief. It's a stress release to be able to just be real and then and get good counsel. And sometimes people in the group tell you something you already knew, but you just had to have the courage to do it. Mike, we're up on time. Thanks as always, Mike Gillen, as being my partner on this journey. And um, it's so great to have Ray Watson today on the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.